welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theed in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now is the time to help us out, and there are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Things got a little bit hairy on Dragula. So who coughed up a win and who coughed up a furball? It's time to find out as we talk all things Dragula season four. And joining me is a monster who has a hair piece that is shaped like a penis. Desiree Dick. Hi, my hairy balls are ready for this. Honestly, that that would have been your look for this challenge, wouldn't it? Have been? <laughs> um, kind of, maybe, yeah, a little more more hairy, more a lot of more yeah. hairy. Yeah, um, that wig, it's, it is so iconic. Thank you. I love my penis wig. It comes all the time. I bet it does. I, I bet feel it is. does. How was your turkey day? How was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? I was good. You know, I just hang at home, smoked a little poof poof, a little hangout, cooked a little mac and cheese and turkey. It was just me and my fiance and my dog just chilling in at home. That's how it should Nothing be. That's too amazing. crazy. Right? That's, you know, that, that's, I'm here for it. I love that. <laughs> How about you? What'd you do? I, I actually, for the first time in years, me and my mom um, went over to a neighbor's place and we're like, okay, Ooh. let's just do that. That's easy. And I, I mean, I, I will say like, usually my favorite part about Thanksgiving is not the actual day, but the day after when you have like leftovers and like I make my leftover sandwich. Oh, I yeah. didn't have leftovers this year. There was nothing to make a sandwich. So I'm, I feel like I didn't have Thanksgiving yet. Oh, I'll, I'll send you some then because okay, I got a bunch, a bunch of shit. I, yeah, so intense. like for me, my leftover sandwich is turkey, stuffing, melted cheddar cheese, and herb mayo on sourdough. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Oh, I have to try that Listeners, out. if you would like to try it out, show me your, your, your Sammy. I'd like to see it. But <laughs> oh, man, Dragula. This was a weird episode. Oh my god, I was yeah, it was very ex- exciting to see what what they come up with and everything. Yeah, and just the energy of it felt very different because it was a lot more mellow and subdued and then the jade of it all you're like I feel weird and bad and uncomfortable. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, as if you listen to their new episode, the Blade said that they had to like step in and tell them to calm the fuck down. And they showed them like the trailer of Meet the Monsters. And then all, all, the, all the monsters got sentimental. And I guess they were like, oh, kumbaya. Um, Interesting. Why would they want them to step it down? That that caused some good drama. Right? The two episodes, they were lit. I mean, so. listen, if if y'all don't want personal drama getting in the way of good TV, that's on you. But we, we got some memorable quotes at last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch, I know the whole entire quote. You know, I love the whole. <laughs> I watched that so many times. So good. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, let's dive in. We got a movie this week and we are going full camp. Uh, the Boulets give a voiceover as we see an ad for the Boulet Beauty Bazaar and Monster Makeover Salon. Here we have some pretty decked out monsters getting made over. And well, this is kind of new and refreshing. And I appreciate this new take we're getting. Camp is real. Camp is valid. I love camp. Camp. Oh, my God. I know. Like the sets that they're getting from Shutter, bitch, they're using it. Yeah, like all the monsters that were there, everything looked so good. It was so cute. It was like a cute little cute commercial. Now, I would love to know what PAs were forced to sit in those masks and makeup all day for hours just to film a one minute segment because, you know, they did not hire an actual actor to be like, we're going to pay you for a minute of work. That was some PA who was like, oh, my God, this is what I signed up for. Okay. Yeah. Those people from the Dragula family. Exactly. I did enjoy their tagline. If you don't look bad, then we don't look good. That was good. Uh, we, yo, drag yo race. You have to take, have that ugly friend, right? Exactly. Drag race. Take note. This was a good commercial. We like this one. This was good. Mm-hmm. I will say this is probably one of my favorite um, little mo- opening movies we've got in this season. It yes, really, it was actually fun. Yeah, because it didn't feel forced. It felt very natural and their writing was good. So, yeah. Bravo! Bravo! All right. Well, the safe monsters enter the boudoir and await the fate of the others. Jade is feeling conflicted if Betty does go home. She doesn't want to take any opportunities away from someone, but she does feel it was her time. 
I fully agree. Betty, you gotta go, girl. It was your time. We, we didn't need yeah. anymore. Jade has some PTSD from what happened in the cauldron and hopes she never has to experience that type of energy again. And Dolly just hopes they never have to witness that again. <laughs> how, how would you have handled that situation? I feel like you would have been fully screaming at people as well. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I mean, depends. Like, and once I get to that bullshit line, then yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up. But it is a very stressful competition. You can tell, like, I mean, they yeah. do it on purpose. So I would have probably gone off like Sabaleta too, like, fuck. yeah, iconic, spicy Latina. Mm-hmm. Can't help it. Dolly says it's a bad look as people who don't know anything about their subculture will think this is how these people behave. It felt embarrassing, which I understand, but. Monsters are messy, right? Exactly. I I I enjoyed it. Well, Jade is going to apologize on her part as she struggles with a lot of things, including being bipolar. Did we know this? Where did this come from? Why did we not talk? Where did this come from? Um, bipolar is real. People have it, and and it's it's a, it's a serious mental health disorder. So, if you have bipolar, it's okay. We're here. I mean, yeah, if going through a really added TV show, going through some multi, like personality shit and all that crap, it's good to talk about mental health. And, Absolutely. And Jade is standing for something in the show for that. Absolutely. So it's good. Jade does say she meant everything she said on stage and hopes to make amends with Betty when this is all over. Dolly says that the they that you only get to experience this life-changing experience with a small group of people. And in their experience, you end up friends in the end, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Saint is 1000% positive Zavaleta will be back. And as she says this, she walks in Zavala saying, I guess you got to be verse. Um, if you, I guess to be verse, you got to have to bottom bump sometime. Um, it's a fact. You got to bottom. Yeah. Be verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to know sure. your own property. Her fire is bigger than ever. She said it was scary as there were rocks all over. And if one wave took them, they would have hit their heads. Okay. I understand that. But also that was just the producer's justification um, coming out of their mouth of a contestant. That, that extermination challenge was so stupid. <laughs> right. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell to be on water to see who's going to go home or not. And it, it was a really free photo anything. shoot. It was a free yeah. photo shoot. They lost and said, here, you win a free photo shoot because they got yeah. to post those amazing shots. That is very true. And I mean, you, you couldn't send Hoso home. So like, and Sabaleta is giving you TV. So it may go, I don't know. Well, we do get to see that at one point her heel did get stuck in the sand and she almost got taken away. So I do understand there was a little bit of danger, but mm-hmm. girl, not enough, not enough. The gays have been fucking Fire Island all the time. So, I mean, they're used to, they're used to all the rocky waters. Whole day sure are. Who isn't coming home, but Zavaleta thinks that they can both be chopped. Whatever. Uh, she does think it's Betty's time, though. The creatures live, and Hoso and her lollipop are back. She thought they were going to die during that extermination challenge, but Hoso does share that Betty held her own, and they all slayed. They did. They were all fine. Again, how do you fail a photo shoot as a Yeah, I think model? that's in the end. Uh, that's them trying to just like just justify it in a way they can, they can get away with like eliminating people, I guess, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Sigourney says it's too bad Betty had the mindset that even being in the top, she felt like she did bad. Jade says she did feel bad that she was trying to change everything she brought with her, which was amazing. But this is not time to be experimenting, which is completely true. I I do think after this is all finished, it'll be interesting to hear Betty discuss her experience and, and tell us how she was adjusting because... I don't know. I feel like she did fine, but was she actually ready for the show? I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll find out in the last supper, but I mean, I think she was pretty good, but she's, she did say she was changing through the yeah. show. So, Gorney is the last tits standing. She is delighted that it's her. Davaletta now is going to dim the lights, start the music. She's going to do something that no one expected. Apologize but especially to Jade and Sigourney as their feelings are valid, but taking her anger out on people is not okay. Her and her mom are not going to be proud of what they saw, what they're going to ultimately see here. Do you believe her apology or is this because she probably got yelled at by the belays? If that, (laughs) if what they said is true. 
I mean, it's probably 50 50. It's probably the belief, but also her realizing, like, shit. I mean, like, anything I'm saying is getting recorded. Like, yeah. I, you know, you got to watch what you say because now they're doing the whole flashback shit. So, exactly. Yeah, it's really interesting because episode one, episode five, we saw Zavaleta um, in what I would say is her truest form. She's a monster. She's mean. She, she will say things to you and she will elicit a reaction out of you. And it's hard to be yourself sometimes when you have that kind of attitude and you're on reality TV where there are cameras everywhere. You, you are going to be caught. Um, I do believe her apology, but I also do believe that it is covering up a really messy moment. Yeah. I mean, also they have to end the books and chapters before they send people home or so. Like, you know, they did it with Monique Shane. Like, they apologize and they sent her home. Stupid Jade's going to apologize back and now they're all kumbaya, kumbaya. Dolly says that Zava apologizing speaks to her character and that she can come off as a bitch, but this was very mature of her. And I, I agree. Mm. I, I appreciated it. Oh, yeah. Dolly will say that they feel bad that they've been adamant to congratulate the winners of the challenges and Sigourney didn't get that recognition. They congratulate her one more time and she tells them that she forgives them. She shares that as an AFAB performer, she experiences this kind of mm-hmm. moment all the time. No matter what she does or how she looks, she's told she'll never be good enough. You are one of those amazing producers who you will book everybody and everyone gets their equal share of time and spotlight and praise. Do you see it from other people that what Sigourney's talking about, how there's yes. just, uh, it, it, it's harder for AFAB performers i mean yeah it is because like i can also sense it on stage when i see people like i mean sometimes people can't tell some people are whatever but like you can kind of see that crowd change on how they're looking oh like oh and they're like they're looking up and down like oh wait no this is actually a woman or or you know or whatever and then they like kind of have like that more guard up it's kind of weird like i've decided to also like one of my dragon viewing parties like i booked one ava performer and the they were getting a free drink but then the bartender was like charging them because they thought that she was like someone who was just here as a customer so because they didn't think yeah. oh because they're not a drag queen they're not wearing like super crazy makeup you know so like i've seen it and i've I, you know and i've seen how people it makes other people feel so that's what i'm like i went up to the bartender i was like no they're in performer role or you know we have to control sometimes the situation to make sure that our performers are comfortable well, you have a platform right now. How can other producers and other um, uh, uh, performers help AFAB performers in situations like that? What can everyone do better? You know, everyone's so different. So you just have to kind of communicate with them and, and like what, you know, they think it's okay. Like some, some of them have like names changing or what they're going through or what you need to like provide for them to have a safe space. Like just talk beforehand if there's any like problems or anything that you need to know and it's always like good to just have the rules of the show back and forth so they can both can be on the same pages because sometimes it can be a messy night like sometimes people don't understand and they think they're doing the right thing but it wasn't really clarified so they must have like accidentally you know miss a pronoun or done something or pointed out or made a joke that you know it wasn't okay and so like that's what that communication has to be especially that's what i try to do with my performers here but you know you just gotta try Absolutely. For Sigourney, the real win was getting cast, and it's not fair to compare. They're all so different. Let the Boulets do that. That's their job, literally. They should all be celebrating each other as this is an all-inclusive art form on an all-inclusive drag show. So, Mm -hmm. celebration! The alarm sounds, and it's time to find out what this week will bring. Mm -hmm. The Abominable Snowman, the Yeti, Bigfoot, even destruction. Hairy monsters have haunted their dreams, myths, and fables for thousands of years. Many people have claimed to see or smell them, but not many have lived to tell the tale. This week is the Hairy Monster Challenge, where they will design and create their own hairy monster creature. It can be, and we'll have to remember this exact quote, scary, can't be funny or serious, but they must be based on the theme. Because that's going to come back to haunt someone later. Um, first off, the fact that they listed Eva Destruction in that quartet of um, iconic hairy monsters, very funny. Very, very funny. But yeah, they're, what they're doing a lot is they're connecting this season with uh, previous seasons or with mostly last season because they did the same thing with uh, uh, when they talked about the Rock and the Roll Challenge as well. Yeah. 
I appreciate it because again, that's that's kind of what is um, so iconic and, and recognizable about Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she's still one of the most beautiful looking drag monsters there is. Like that paint is oh yeah. Some people wish some people wish they could be that good. Oh yeah. They will provide wigs from their wig sponsor and mine when I have competitions, are to wigs. They can deconstruct, cut, and color the hair to their use. The winner will receive a $1,000 Arda wig shopping spree. That's like at least 10 wigs. That's a lot of wigs. That's some good shit. Mm -hmm. And Arda is excellent, excellent, excellent quality. Oh, yeah. Um, They have some good good wigs. I have a couple. Yeah, I'm a big fan of theirs. Um, All right. Let's kind of dive into it now. I want to know. You get this challenge. What is the first idea that comes to your head? What is Desiree Dick's interpretation of Harry Monster? I would go for like a very fashionable Harry Monster. I already have something like this beehive like number with a mask, a leather mask with like spikes. They get very fashionable and monster and hairy. Because I know people might go like horror and all this other stuff. So I can put like a pageanty kind of glam, spooky kind of like way. Because this is at the end of the fucking season. This is where you guys right. show them each either the pillars that you haven't shown yet or a combination of something where you'd be like, exactly. I'm, I'm at least there. So that's what I'm it, thinking at. I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we discuss it uh, a little later on this episode, but I, I'm always someone when it comes to competitions in general, and especially being a competition producer of long form competitions, as an artist, it's really important not to go week by week and say, this is what I want to do, but to really chart it out, to be like, mm-hmm. okay, for this week, I'm doing glamour. Next week, I'm going to do glamour. I can't do glamour three weeks in a row. So you mm-hmm. really have to look at the big picture and then go small and, and decide what you're, what creation. Yeah, or just add little things that are exactly part of all three. And and obviously, I don't know how it works with um, Dragula, but at least when it comes to like drag race, they kind of usually tell you this is week one, this is week two. So you have a kind of overview of where things will fall. Um, If that's not the case for Dragula, that's totally fine. But that makes it even more important for you as an artist to really make sure you are representing each pillar either at all times or week after week, giving something different. Um, Oh yeah. And that goes with your hair and all your shoes with anything, like even the uh, costume patterns, mm-hmm. like even if it's filled, you can't wear a leotard, all three filled horror and glamour. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with being glamour if that is your brand when it comes to monster drag. You just have to be able to adapt to other ele- elements of, of glamour because there, yeah. there definitely can be beautiful monsters um, mm-hmm. that, have, that can be a little scary. We've definitely seen them before. Of course. Well, they're going to head back to the boudoir where Arda Wiggs has left them boxes and boxes of hair, hair, hair everywhere. Hoso tells us that she is an Asian twink that didn't know what shaving cream ex- that shaving cream existed until last year. She is excited to be covered in hair for once. Wow. What it must be like to never have to shave. Right? So lucky of them. Fucking bitches. So lucky. Oh... Well, we watch the monsters play with the wigs, and it's nice to kind of see them let loose and have fun with each other. But Dolly says no one is getting a hat on that head. They all run around the room, play with boxes, and we see kind of this montage of Sigourney failing to get the wig on Dolly's head. Mm. I love this. This was so stupid. Yes. You kind of need these kind of moments in an actual competition, or you will drive yourself insane. Yeah, and to show like the audience that you know this is also a family, not like just crazy ass drag performers fighting each other. Now, Jade is happy about this amazing energy as this is exactly what she came there to do. And we're gonna have some of the, the monsters create characters by putting on a wig. Are you that Ooh. person? If you put a wig on, do you instantly create some sort of character? Kinda. I mean, it just kind of depends on oh, the style of it. If it's too glam, then I don't know what to do with it. But putting on something crazy and nasty is just the imagination comes going goes really crazy for me. So yeah. The Hoso puts on a pink wig and creates a character named Gertrude, who is old school with a touch of new school, and she is here to show people that she still got it. Well, Hoso, character work is not your gig. You got to work on your character development here because that was not the best. We, we, we'll workshop it. Workshop it. I know, right? Sigourney goes deep voice to create Nightingale. And wow, those choices. 
that was that was a character that I want to see more of. Um, she was. Weird. Well, Nightingale is um, mentioned on their podcast. Double A Bros. Yeah. talking about it. Yeah. We'll share more about it. Oh, uh, it's I don't know. It's just some weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, imagination friend that they created out of nowhere when they were talking about auditions i think mm-hmm. i don't remember but it was something like that and they just you know they're talking about it not gail triple x x x like do you have imaginary friends they all live in my head so yeah actually yes I, they're talking to me right now they're once trying to fight me to come in Hi. Oh wow! I'm not. Are we surprised <laughs> here? No, not at all. No, of course not. Saint creates a chain smoking diner worker named McKaylee, and well, she has a problem. And I was like, okay, this is funny. Saint can create characters. This is cute. Yeah. But the monsters officially snag their wigs and are ready to bring these creatures to life. Do you think prior to getting to the show? Um, they're told that there is going to be a challenge where you're going to have to incorporate wigs. So leave something out for it. Or was this all for presentation? I mean, they probably all just, they tell you and then you just have to figure it out. Cause I think I remember season three, Priscilla mm-hmm. had already planned. And so she had to like right. bullshit something. Right? right. So maybe, but I mean like now that you kind of see it on season three and four, it's going to happen. So you mm-hmm. kind of kind of have to get ready. Right. Or learn how to style I- wigs. Absolutely. I think it really is kind of fun and important in in the history and evolution of these shows. If you want to be on the show, you really have to do your homework. You have to study the show. You need to know what challenges are going to come, like even with Drag Race. At this point, there is going to be a challenge where you're going to write lyrics about yourself. You best come into that workroom with yeah. a sheet of paper with ideas already, because coming up with it on spot, you're going to fail. It's just not going to work. I mean, even in Draggers, they're like, oh, do this outfit. And then they find out it's for like a stupid, dumb acting challenge or a quick challenge. And they like put a bunch of money in like a costume. Yeah. It's like, you just got to be prepared. Absolutely. Well, Hoso wants a win and is confident about her look. But after last week and ending up in the bottom, it's really down to the nitty gritty. Saint just wants to show off. She has fought really hard to be there. The season is not going as planned, and she's just walking through. It's time to play. It's time to prove it. As Saint gets in her feelings, Dolly pulls Saint outside for a smoke and chat. Um, I kind of love this one. Like we've, we've seen some people have conversations out in the cauldron or on stage, and they feel unnatural. This one felt like a real, genuine conversation by two people who get it. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've done the seasons before, mm-hmm. smokers coming hang out. When you're just smoking it, you're smoking it, right? That's, yep. how you, my, my, that's how my fiance used to meet people and friends when they go for the smoking area. It's the that's most true. relaxing way. It really is. For Saint, even though she was in the top last week, Saint didn't come here to be safe. She wants to show how different it is to be Black and do alternative drag. And it is a lot more pressure now that Mary and Coco went home. Are there any black alternative drag artists in the DMV? They are. I mean, most people prefer to do glam or when I put them mm. in the drag living party, they do comedy. But I haven't really seen someone who would do like monstrous drag. It's, uh, it's just a lot of it is true. though. It's a lot of white people who do a POC uh, an alternative drag. And we yeah. need more POC people who do weird drag. Absolutely. So. Well, Dolly thinks her weight is actually motivation. Dolly tells her that her critiques are all high, but the performance needs to have a bit more bite. Dolly says they got a lot of critiques on their season, but the Boulets also like when you give a little bit of a fight and energy. Mm-hmm. Saint says she needs to leave her thoughts behind and be herself. She feels like her four shows have been missing that. Get back to being Saint. The representation is there. Now it's time to focus on doing her. And I thought that was a really, really important thing for her to acknowledge at this point is you're there. You are acknowledged. You are representing something important. We all see it. We're all talking about it. And you've done the work. Now show us why you're going to be this superstar that's really going to change alternative drag. I mean, but it's also like she is one of the people carrying drag. You know, she, like, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like she might not, she's a winner-ish. Same thing mm-hmm. with Dolly, like within the drag world, she has a lot of pressure. So yeah. like, and she's very young. She was, she was a bedroom queen from Georgia, just like Aiden. Mm-hmm. Didn't perform. Like even I, when I saw her perform at Halloween Ball, her performance was okay. Like she's okay, but she's not yeah. like a crazy Sabaletta performer. 
So like you can kind of tell and it's a lot of pressure within like mm-hmm. you already won. You got money. You're on season four winning this one and POC and alternative. And, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it's- it is. And you know what? I think it takes time. And that's OK. We're, we're here on the journey mm-hmm. with you. And, and that's what's kind of special about Saint is that. Yeah, on season three, it was kind of a bummer to see her not live up to the potential that we all thought she had. But now she's doing it. And it's okay to just set it free and be like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have fun. If I'm having fun, you're having fun, and we're going to do it together. Yeah, but that's scary, though. It is scary. scary. Oh, absolutely. And and her feelings are absolutely 100% valid. And like, I wish I could be there and be like, you got this. You're you're, you're doing it. But it it is pressure. And competing is pressure. No one's going to ever deny that. Well, it is now time to watch the technique and inside dish on the looks. And what mm. doing. Dolly is going to be a troll and be as disgusting as possible. Her bodysuit has hand laid hair that is textured all throughout, but has also integrated some of the Arta wigs in there after cutting it up. As Dolly is talking, we see Sigourney get a red wig and put it right on Dolly's head. She got it. She did it. She 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 made Dolly wear a wig. I thought this was really funny and cute. Oh, you're muted. Uh, I I said uh, yeah. I mean yeah, it's cute. But then I'd be like, okay, bitch, calm the fuck down. Okay, like <laughs> you know, like I don't, you know, say I don't know. I like it, but then if she was doing that much, I'd be like, okay, calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm bitch well i'm gonna punch you in the titty (laughs) the concept is that look is created by the scalps of the victims who couldn't pay the toll none did pass okay i that's this is what i appreciate about dolly is dolly no matter what even if it's coming out of her ass i believe the story she's selling every week i believe what your character is you have done development on it you can give me an entire essay and i'll still understand who you've created Oh, yeah, she's really good with the details and everything. I've been loving her since this. I mean, I've been loving them since season. Yeah. Well, Hoso's monster is inspired by the Mothman. She wanted to go insect, and it is also inspired by the rosy maple moth. If you are unfamiliar with that, think Shea Coulee on All-Stars 5. Remember that look when she got destroyed by the fans because no one understood it? But that was the same, yes. same creature. It, it was. It was the same fucking creature. So Hoso has used the art of wig to create a beard for her face. That's the question I have. Was this the afterthought while she was in the room or was this part of the plan? She's like, I'm going to, if I don't have it, uh, it's great, but I can add it in if I need it. I think that's a way of putting it on the face. It wasn't part of it. Cause like, you could also like, what, mm-hmm. you can, I don't know. They say, put it on. They, 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 you can put it on the costume. Yeah. And that's you doing the art of wig, I guess. I don't know. What's yeah. the loophole here? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm curious to know if she, when she created and conceptualized her uh, her look, if there was going to be a beard involved or if this was like more of a last minute. Well, I have to use the art of wig. I'm not putting it in my costume because it's already perfect. Uh, here it is, a beard. <laughs> it worked, though. Yeah, it did work. So Hoso tells us that she brings her ideas to life in the technology age as she uses tablets to draw her concepts. I kind of love this, and I love that we got a little glimpse of it. I think a really cool merch idea is to have those printed. Like, let people buy them and, like, put them on the walls and stuff. That would be really cool merch. Oh, yeah. I would would buy one. Yeah, it's really, really cool to see that. Sigourney is going to have a stunning 16-inch wig. She is sewing wefts of hair on nail gloves. She's going Anna Nicole Smith Smith meets Wolfman, and she's excited to show off her hairy titties. Now, Zavaletta will tell us that her inspiration is the cat in the hat. And I thought this was brilliant. She wants to show how twisted he is. And Zava shares that she was a preschool teacher, and and the kids made her feel happiness. So the character is going to have um, a spine of one of her victims, and she's going to create cartilage with liquid latex. She's putting her art wig hair into the bat of the victims that she killed. I was so excited for this concept. I was like, this is cool. Too bad the execution will fail miserably, but more on that later. True. Um, it looked amazing from what I saw. Yeah, 
All right. Well, the monsters return for extermination day and things are still pretty civil and happy and light. Sigourney is back again to play with the wigs and Dolly's head, uh, still trying to play around and put more wigs on. Dolly will tell us that they note that Jade is a little less smiley and quite not normal. Zava mm-hmm. is worried that something is going on in Jade's head and she'll be there for her friend, she says in confessional with a little smirk on. But before telling anyone in the room, she tells us that her emergency contact got a hold of her to let her know that her cat was unresponsive and without the means to keep him okay, she had to be there for him through FaceTime as they put him down. Jade is feeling regretful and thinks she should be home. She doesn't want to tell the cast because they are all in good spirits and she didn't want to bring anyone down. I get that because that is me. That is what I do all the time. But also you're allowed to have a moment because they're all there for you. Have trust that they love you because animals are really the most important people of everyone's life. Oh, I know. If that happened to my dog, I will, oh my God, I'm so dead. So dead. I, 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 I don't know what I would do. I would I would like literally be on a plane and be like, um, I would love a hundred thousand dollars, but no, no, I got no my animals. Yeah. Love me. Oh, I know. Um this was sad. It was really kind of sad to watch her go through it. And I don't know if there wasn't usable material or if they just didn't want to expose her vulnerability, but I would have loved to learn a little bit more about Jade in this moment um, because you're, you are grappling with so much in one moment. You have every kind of emotion and feeling going on. I need to be here, but I also need to be there for myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're losing a big part of, something in their life absolutely well the siren sounds and host was like y'all can't go on without me i'm taking my time finally someone said it they're not falling for this bullshit anymore yeah, pulling a valentina <laughs> all right the floor show the boulets arrive with a wig that is well huge it is giant it is yeti monster but it is also kind of like flat as hell i was like what did you just put like a, a two by four on your head and put wig on top of it uh, or a love of bread it is very much a loaf of bread um but it also is kind of a look it's kind of cool would you wear something like that yeah i think it's really cool they've been serving some 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 looks with the boots and everything yeah i will say um the one thing that confused me about this look was the 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 silver things on their face i didn't know what exactly they were there were piercings bitch what were were the actual piercings i don't think so i don't okay i was like six times in the nose (laughs) that was like listen i have had my fair share um of moments where i wore a fake nose ring it was a moment i made out with a boy he made me and he because he said it was hot and i was like oh my god i'm gonna make out so many boys and i didn't so i that phase was over very quickly yeah Um, i had one over here yeah did you make out with all the boys when you did got it no but i kept chewing on it when i ate fast and then it hurt my fucking bottom lip so i stopped wearing it yep there you go there it is all right. Well, on the panel, we have Bonnie Aarons, who has returned again this season. She is from those spooky movies that I don't like because I can't watch them alone or I'll be very oh, afraid. So it. if anyone wants to watch those scary spooky movies with me and cuddle with me, slide into the DMs. Michael's available. I'm available. Um, also on the panel is current reigning Land Insider looking incredible. Oh, yes. I love that crown. I want that crown. That is the best crown any show has ever given out. Yeah, like the dark uh, black crown shiny with the scepter, too. Oh. oh, I was here for it. Um, But it was so good to see Landon again. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, they looked really good, and they've been doing a lot through, like, the whole season and the whole fucking year, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. The floor show, Harry Monsters. And in honor, we are going to play Harry Beast or Naked Mole Rat. Yes. Okay. I'm calling Who's- out the Naked Mole Rat. Oh, Rufus. We are going to start off with Saint Cloak by Dahlia Black, Fur Pants by Roxy Mess, Wig by Atlas, Hooves by Saint. So she's going for a centaur inspired creature. It's very ethereal, very whimsical. There's not a lot of quote unquote hair, but the elements that are hair are great. The legs into the hoofs are wonderful, though it would have been cunt to see those actual heels with the built in hooves. But the wig, the braids are true to her and her culture, yet she still is able to give you Creature of the Forest. 
The pan flute was a smart and simple touch that helps her craft her character. The paint is so soft and subtle and yet still gives you this great sense of whimsy. The gold accents throughout the look from the garment on to the beading. Expert. Could she have been a little more menacing? Sure. But those hooves were really hard to walk in. So I understand why it was hard for her to give a full on floor show performance because I you you might have fallen over if you if you took a wrong step. I mean, you, you could walk in your, you, she could have walked in her hands. She could have done a four feet thing. I mean, That's she could have crouched. I mean, the bitch is fit, so she could, you know, I feel like she could have yeah. sold it more, but maybe she was going for more of a fantasy kind of calming thing from the Witch in the Wardrobe book. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. I think it was beautiful. The hair was beautiful. Everything was really pretty, actually. Um, maybe she could have added, like, something in her face, like, like some prosthetic that just made it like different than just like a pretty drag queen dresses. But I think everything else looks really good and all the details were actually really fun. Maybe stone the hooves, yep. the whole entire bottom area or like the little, like your foot around. Cause I know mm-hmm. that's like a, a mesh, right? So absolutely something, I don't know, something extra or anything extra. Landon says she is gorgeous. He loved the concepts and the details in the performance. It was kind of cool to see her, get critique from Landon because they were they were they were season three monsters together. Oh yeah. Drax says the wig is gorgeous and the braiding is immaculate with the gold details. She loves the ears and she did a great job. Bonnie loves the hooves and says she flew out of a magical forest. Swan says she didn't bring the biscuit but brought the gravy. She says this is Saint at her best. She challenges her to move more dramatically, just commit more to the movement. I'll give this a hairy beast. I loved it. Um, I think it was a hairy beast too. Maybe add some mythical things on your face and do a little extra on the bottom. But I don't know. That's a, I, I, that's probably that's great. The audience not as in love with it as I was. Sixty nine percent hairy beast, thirty one percent naked mole rat. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. she needed horns. I don't know if I saw horns in there. That's fair. That's stoned fair. horns. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, Dolly. No designers listed. This was terrifying and menacing. I think while she has changed the looks every week, I still see Dolly. This is what I've come to expect out of Dolly. And in a way, I kind of want something more. I want to be surprised. That being said, I adore the nose prosthetic and the teeth. What conviction you must have to wear those all day fucking long. Um, The shoes, they were like sneakers. I don't know what they were, but they ruined the entire illusion for me. I'm going to say it. I did not like those shoes. Yeah, I don't know. Why didn't she just go barefoot? Right. They, Absolutely. They could have just, just gone barefoot with like long nails or something. Maybe she, maybe they weren't allowed to. I don't know. Maybe health hazard. I. But you're right. <laughs> this didn't work. It did not work at all. Unless it could have been like a hairy feet. Yeah. But no. Feet. This, yeah. Yeah. The shoe just didn't work. What did you think of the rest of the look? Oh, the whole entire look was really good. I mean, um, this was the wig like a mane, or was it like on a wig on top of his? It uh, was kind of like head? it was kind of like the top of the head, but also like down into the beard. So it all kind of like blended together. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. Um, I think yeah, the only thing is the the feet. They could have just done something like wolf feet or barefoot or something yeah. totally. But, and yeah. obviously, like the bodysuit was all hair, and that really. There was a lot of movement, but that's the one thing that we don't really see out of Dolly in the floor shows, whether they're not editing it right or something, is we're not seeing Dolly give full performance. We're getting a lot of face shots because, I mean, the face is immaculate. The the the, the paint and the prosthetics and everything Dolly does week after week, it, it's the face is always perfect. Um, but I would love to have seen more of the movement with the fur and the hair as, as they jumped around and everything. But we get shown what we get shown. Yeah, I feel like Dolly could have gone on the floor and kind of got more beast mode as well. But yeah, I feel like that's what they're looking for too is the bite. Mm-hmm. Dolly needs the bite too. Yep. Bonnie loved their commitment. Drax still saw their drag character in this character, and that's a new aspect of Dolly. Swan says they are perfection, uh, personification of the ridiculous internet trolls that make her life hell. So, me? Is that what I look like? Yeah, kidding, basically. Kidding. Um, oh yeah, she also hates her hates the shoes. <laughs> Landon 
Landon would pay the troll toll, but wouldn't, depending on what the punishment was. Ooh, naughty. Mm, ain't naughty. Um, this is a hairy beast. It really was great. I mean, I, can Dolly do anything wrong? Uh, not yet, but we'll see. <laughs> it's true. Audience, 86% hairy beast, 14% naked mole rat. Next, we got Sigourney Beaver. No designers listed. Um, so we have this boxer robe that starts us off, and I'm not sure why we have it because it didn't make sense, but Sigourney loves a reveal. And then she's in her base costume, and it's essentially a pink dress with an exposed leg with fur all over. Yes, this is her drag, and this is impressive, but in a world of competition, it is a tad repetitive. I think there is a way to stay true to you and yet bring diversity in looks. She just hasn't gotten there yet, and it might be too late. The other thing that I was missing, you're going Harry Beast. You're, you're blending um, the Wolfman with Anna Nicole Smith. I get that. Where are the fangs? Oh. Those were perfect teeth. Yeah, there's no, there was no fangs. Also, it, it maybe could have had like more of a shredded outfit and the hair popping out from like holes in your dress or something. Like yeah. it's just like too clean. Like, like you want if you want to bring filth into it, bite, bite the head off of a lover or something, or yeah. or the person who beat you for an award. If you're going in Nicole Smith mm-hmm. doing the award thing, like there is a way to keep this aesthetic and still bring the filth and gore into this look. Still, uh, still and, have the big bite. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it it, it was just not fully realized. And um, you can tell Sigourney was very frustrated. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the bodysuit with a dress and then the only creative thing is the wig. I mean, you paint it differently, okay, but no. And and with Sigourney, we're very much at the time where we nitpick every element. And unfortunately, that bodysuit with the nude mesh, it was rippling. You could see the... the, um, it, it, you have the ruffles in it. You ha- It was not clean. No. Swan says that she is a member of Swan's Drama Club. However, she was disappointed that she's seen some of this before. She mm-hmm. wants to see Filthy or Fabulous or Monster. Landon says she is a beautiful performer and she knows how to sell it, but he wasn't sure what she was selling. He wanted more hair and even more pussy hair. Bonnie says it reminded her of David Bowie, but she wanted to see more filth and grip. All very valid critiques and everything you and I have said. It's a naked mole rat. Uh, yeah, it's a naked mole rat for me too. Like, like they could have had longer hair down there and braided mm-hmm. it, put some roaches. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, well, you could have done more. Yep. The audience, 30% hairy beast, 70% naked mole rat. Next up, we got Hoso Teratoma. Hair by wigs by tip, look by Hoso. I think this bug is so icky and creepy, and yet the colors she chose... It's stunning. The yellow and pink works wonders, and the pink bows in the hair gave it that femininity. And then you have the beard, which brought the masculinity. Um, the beast, the beat is extraordinary and very detailed. She really knows how to play well with color and still give you a drag face. Um, but I was worried about the red wig as a beard because I was worried it would just stand out. But with all the blood stains she put into the fur, it married it all together and it felt like it was part of the look and not required addition. Yeah, I mean it was it was okay. I didn't like it that very much. I felt like it needed That's fair. It needed more spunk. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it. What would you have done if this was your look to give it more spunk and fire and grit and bite? Um, I mean, so like with what I think was Fonsula Drag Morta said is uh, it, you need that reveal that looked like Hoso mm-hmm. had that, you know, maybe have like from the egg to the bug or whatever, yeah. or maybe like something, put something in your mouth and then pop it out while you were hiding underneath or something, right? Or like have a baby, yeah, like what would have been like what so let me look at the crazy guy. I had an idea. But Landon says um she reminded him of a fairy tale monster from a Del Toro drag film. He mm. loved the pink accents. Uh Swan said it was cute and masculine and frivolous. Uh she loves the color scheme and the full fantasy. Bonnie says she can't say anything bad about it. It's stunning, magical, and it is freaky and scary. And Drax says she crouched over once during the performance and thought she was going to transform into a new costume. Drac will tell her to also work on her self-reliance as the people around her are the people who she's going to be working with for a very long time, so don't get on their bad side. And we'll get back to that point in a second. But my thought that I just came up with, 
So we did see her like crouch down and like make this little puddle of like fur. What if it was like, remember the Brooklyn Heights reveal where um, she took the um, the poncho off and like the mm. wig reveal also? What if it was that where she just pushed it all off and she had this like glamorous thing underneath with a new wig and everything? Oh my God. Like when you take, when you flip the uh-huh. dress up, the wig uh-huh. comes out and then it's like, yep. like, like you can hold it up. Like it's like yep. uh, a peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd yeah. be so cool. All right, Hoso, figure it out. Make, do it next season. Look. You got it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love this look. I will give it a Harry Beast. I give it a Harry Beast too. I mean, I like, I thought I, I loved it in general. Like, I thought it was like the best. The audience, the audiences as well. They're ninety three percent Harry Beast, seven percent Naked Mole Rat. I am having difficulty figuring out what the show wants me to feel about Hoso. We have seen Hoso become this incredible drag artist they have been bringing incredible looks every single week we're not seeing any personality and the first time we're really seeing personality was last week where she's having a meltdown and then this week when the boulets are like you're a fucking diva stop being a diva i'm worried for host's chances of winning now that's true I mean, I don't think it was more of a diva. I mean, they, what they said on Twitter was like they made this whole entire crazy costume and they needed help. And I mean, I guess you can't sit yourself back. I mean, like you need some right, help. If right. you want some crazy drag shit, you need some help. But I guess right. you gotta ask the other performers. But the other performers are busy too. Yeah, and like it's it's kind of like at least what I know in Drag Race, like you have a person assigned to you. There are people to help you out with things. Not like put my nails on, um, but like they can help you with a zipper Sip, but i guess or, yeah. maybe they're trying to allude that hosta was more of a diva i don't know i need the proof give me the proof if you're uh, going to sell the story yeah i don't see it either but maybe it could be like just her needing help because her things do kind of look more elaborate you know Absolutely. The she wears they're, the helmet she intricate. wears yeah because yeah. she said that she couldn't even ship that back to korea that outfit because she made it there or something like that so like okay. she doesn't have it anymore yeah, so like I don't know. Who, who's the lucky bitch that owns it right now? I don't I'd know. Wear, I'd wear it all the time. <laughs> all right, Jade Jolie, no designers listed. Um, I think this was a very bold look from Jade as Krampus, and I really think she did execute it well because it's nothing we have seen out of her all season. Mm-hmm. The horns and the super layered hair create a beast, but it's not like the monster we have seen out of a Krampus look, i.e., Mayhem Miller. Um I think she did everything she needed to do with the look, but her performance was missing that edge and spark. And it is completely understandable why it was missing in this performance. Um, I feel like, unfortunately, we are just at this point in the series where you couldn't give her like a, a safe pass this week because she was the bottom. There, there's, there's no denying that. Um, and her track record was just not nearly as good as anyone else. So it would be unfair to let someone else go because she had a bad day. But... Yeah, you you can tell in this performance she was not fully there. Yeah, um, she wasn't there. I mean, she needed more gags, and I mean, also, I mean, this is like the first time she was kind of acting more crazy than the beginning. The beginning was more like polished, pretty stuff. So, yeah. but like there, there's no time to grow anymore. Like you kind of cut off, and then she also has that cat problem. So exactly. Drax starts off by asking how she's doing, and Jade says she's doing well. Drax will say her artistry was down 10. There were lots of details, but it felt more of Holiday of Horrors than Harry Monster. Landon wanted more hair, like she ate children, and more hair as Krampus embodies a hairy monster. Swan says there was a missed opportunity for surprises. She wanted surprises in the dress. And Bonnie says it's really beautiful and was missing evil and monstrous. Again, all very valid um, responses. It's interesting for me. I will give it a Harry Beast in look and concept. Obviously, the performance was lacking, but for me, the look was there. So I'll, I'll be generous. I'll give her one last Harry Beast. Yeah, I will give Harry Beast. Maybe if she had. I think maybe the beard would have gone really well with 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 the yeah. Krampus. Um, maybe add more stuff there, and then like have gags in with in the beard or something but absolutely um i give it a beast everything looked great i mean it was good um you don't really need the prop stuff but maybe yeah i think the face was missing a couple things. and if you're gonna have the props you got to do something with them because there there's yeah. a multitude of things you could have done smash the them audience, you're angry you're upset. exactly the audience was 38 percent hairy beast 62 percent naked mole rap 
Zavaleta. No designers listed. So here's the thing. When she said she was doing Cat in the Hat, I was super excited. Maybe there's a different character in Mexico, but this is certainly not the Cat in the Hat that I know. I think it was a very simple and basic look without the paint. It is nothing to write home about if you, you remove that great paint job. The Cat in the Hat is black with white stomach and not tiger stripes. Also, there's one thing fundamentally missing with this look that makes the character the character. The hat! Where's the hat? Like, you can't True. be the cat in the hat without the cat with the hat. There could have been so much to this concept that if it was executed the way it was explained. I think it was a last-minute thing for the camera that bit her in the ass when it was revealed that she basically was lying with this look. Also, the performance made no sense with the story and the prompt. This was not the cat in the hat. I, I, I know where you could have gone with the cat in the hat. You, you could have had in your hat like the skulls of all the kids you killed. There is so much to do, but it was not actually the cat in the hat. And that pissed me off. It really did. I mean, I think maybe copyright issues of character, maybe that went into play before they asked her about the idea. And then so maybe she did maybe like Tony the Tiger bitch. Which it, well, well, that's so interesting and fascinating because we did have that one episode where everyone did recreations of characters. Yeah, but so, they had to like loophole it. I guess. So uh, that, that could be definitely something in there. So if that is an explanation, I'd love to know it, but she still mentioned it. And that's why I was very confused. Um, I mean, like what I would have done is also I had props, maybe like maybe the whole entire flips and kicks and stuff. Wasn't like the greatest thing. Cause I kind of did see it. It was like a female, a leopard killer, but mm -hmm. like, who is she killing? Like, what was she doing? Like, what was happening? Yeah. Maybe have like a child where she she said she was a preschool teacher. You know, the kid that had kids because <laughs> she had a child. You had a yeah. weapon. There you Absolutely. Go. All right. Well, Swan was confused. It was a cat with a bat with the splits in the spine. However, she was a magnetic. She has a magnetic ability to perform. So her performance transformed to, oh, is she going to kill you or fuck you? And Zava is going to then say she will kill you, fuck you, and eat you. Okay, Jeffrey Dahmer, a little awkward, but okay. And then the editing, where all like they're like mm -hmm. up and down, like okay. That's what I want. I want a serial killer floor show. Ooh. Who would you do? Who's your favorite serial killer? Um, all of them inside of them? me. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> have like all the little faces come out of my stomach. All right, here I'm for pregnant. It. I'm the mother of the killers. That I'm pregnant. Okay, I'm here for it. Mm. Landon was caught up with her being told she was a scary monster, but she wasn't. Bonnie loves her ass and says her movement is incredible. She just wanted to see more of a monster. We clearly know I'm going naked mole right here. I was just mad. I'm, I was sold something I didn't get. It's like I, mean, I, I ordered something from Gucci and I got the wish.com version. Okay, I see that. I mean, I still like that <laughs> she had the weapon and the flesh and the eating, but the dancing and stuff was like, okay, I think maybe they needed to sell more of a storyline than yeah. more of like acrobatic killer kind, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Don't say cat in the hat and then give like gymnastic cat. Give us like the cat in the hat, I guess, rewritten kind of. Yeah. Audience was 25% hairy beast, 75% naked bull rat. They weren't feeling it either. Now, we obviously skipped over a part um, before where the, the boules are, you know, talking amongst themselves. Um, they're going to tell us that they want to tell all the monsters what they thought and go straight to the competitors. But then they're going to still pr proceed to have their own conversation. Do what you want. I'm out on this thing. The only thing we hear was about Hoso being a little more high maintenance with the production crew. They're not her servants. Um, but again, what they actually told to Hoso was a lot more... Um, mild-mannered compared to what they were bitching about to themselves. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see, but it's okay. It's It was a good, it was a good one way. I Are you a it. diva? Are you a diva when you were at Red Bear? Do you be like, uh, I, do you walk in and be like, where's my dressing room? Give me my drink. No, I just come in late and then get dressed and then I get there. And then actually they're great. They're like, don't give me my Long Island when they when they want, like when they know I'm ready. So I'm like, they kind of just know you, but I'm not bossy at all. I'm very simple. I'm easy. As long as I get my check. That, that's the most important part. Well, mm -hmm. the winner of the challenge is Hoso. She wins $1,000 to Arda Wiggs. Uh, St. Dolly and Zavaleta are safe. Sigourney and Jade are up for extermination. Do you agree with all these placements? 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Hoso winning. Yeah, I mean, it was really that bad. I mean, maybe Sabaleta Salab- should have been in the bottom as well. Maybe make it another three-way, but yeah, I think I, I agree. I would have put Zabaleta in the bottom just because we know my opinion here. Um, but I really do think they weren't necessarily sure they want to get rid of her next. And if mm-hmm. you put her in the bottom again, she would have by far the weakest track record. Um, yes. So I think they're like, let's save her another time. It's yeah. Okay. Let's get a little um, more drama. Mm-hmm. Well, for their extermination challenge, they are going to be joined by a few thousand pets that are the literal embodiment of filth. They will be locked into their Roach Acropolis, and the longer they stay, the better they fare. And we'll talk about this very soon. But in the cauldron, Sigourney is frustrated. She said when they assigned the challenge, they told them they can be a hairy monster and they can be scary or camp or sexy. They never said it was filth-focused. So clearly Sigourney is very much focused on her and her journey and isn't really quite understanding what they meant. So it's going to take the other contestants to be like, okay, girl, let, this is what they're trying to get to you with. Hoso says that they were saying that she has consistently been bringing glamour and would have liked to see something more out of it. And Dali says that they want to see the nitty gritty. So Gourney knew she was signing up for this and she will sit in that, that room with the roaches all night if she has to. Dolly says that Sigourney has brought the best glamour in the history of the franchise, but they do need to show a little filth and horror too. Do you agree that Sigourney is the bo- best glamour monster in the four no. seasons? No, Melissa B. Fierce is. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us why you prefer Melissa over Sigourney. Have you not fucking seen Melissa, bitch? I Melissa have some, can perform, I, can have the costumes, the makeup, the hair. She's good. I mean, I remember, I mean, I didn't watch it live, but I remember conversations about, is Melissa really a monster? Is Melissa right for this show? Because uh, she was stunning. So, okay, I can see that's a good argument. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, uh, yeah, I mean, like, she's getting glamour, but, like, it's not, like, different glamour. It's the same glamour all the time. Like, maybe if yeah. you, she was giving more diverse stuff, which I understand. And also, the whole entire concept of saying, you can do whatever you want, as in, we're giving you a chance to cover your edges if you haven't fucking done those edges that we exactly. need to see. Like, Absolutely. that's not be comfortable and do what you want to do. Like, you got to read between the fucking lines. So yep, stay mad. Yeah. I agree. I think that definitely goes back to what I said earlier about when it comes to competition, look at the big picture before you decide week by week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hoso has been impressed by Sigourney, except for this. Not, not wrong. Not wrong. Jade says that she is not doing okay. She is putting her best foot forward, and she's going to reveal to the rest of the cast that her best friend and practically her everything, her cat, has passed. Hoso's, go- Hoso's heart goes out to her, as she gets on her knees to comfort her. And then we cut to Zavaleta in confessional who feels like shit as she is dressed up as, as, a, it, cat. as <laughs> a cat. This was so funny to me and I felt so bad for laughing, but this was the best edit this episode. Yes. If I were Zavaleta in that room in that moment, I'd be like, you know, the meme with the Homer Simpson going into the plants, the hedges, that's what I would do. I'd be like, oh, we're going to pretend I'm not here right now. And I'm a, I'm a cat right now. And you're mourning a cat. This isn't good. At least she was a so cat who killed the cat. That, that's true. That is very, very true. <laughs> um, well, Jade cries and she is just not feeling mentally great. They tell her it's okay to be out of her mind. They all comfort her. And I love this side of drag. I don't care if it's monster drag or pageant drag or comedy drag. This is really what makes the art form thrive is the community aspect of it and and you can have a show that's all filth and gore but this is what people do you comfort people when you're down yeah you always have each other's backs you got it you absolutely got them saint is proud of jade she could be going home and she still has her head up they have all made the top six and they should be proud of what they brought so gorney will say she is We'll be bringing it back. And Zava starts and says, we'll see. And she's like, you will see cat with the bat. I will be back. As Dolly says, Dragula's one week you're on the top, one week you're on the bottom, one week you're dead. Why that's not on a t-shirt yet, I do not understand. Coming soon to theaters. I would love it. Well, 
Jade is going to do the extermination and she's going to do whatever it's going to take to stay. And Dolly puts the teeth in, jumps on the couches, and that's the drama we're going to get out of this call. <laughs> Nothing crazy. No. All right. So Jade and Sigourney are separately put into the roach room. It's so icky. One, why were they not put in there at the same time? And two, are they all alive? Are they dead? Or we don't know? What what was going on with those roaches? I don't know. Also, they should have done put them in a small box, like in a box. Yeah. box. Like that's like the coffin. That's where you should put them. Not in a semi spacious room. I don't know. Are they alive? Are they dead? So the other element of this extermination challenge is there is this like masked and gloved person who just has roaches in their hand and, and layers them all over them. They crawl up and down their body. It was nasty. How would you do with this um, challenge? Are I would you a roach one, person? Bitch, just like Hollywood did. That's what I was three. about to say. Um, we have seen bitches eat roaches on the show. Are they not allowed to, or was there like an animal rights cruelty thing going on? I don't know because like they're just like you know, roaches. You get them all over New York City, and then the same thing as rats when you get them in Washington D.C. So whatever. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. Pause. Do you 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 eat rats in D.C.? Uh, sometimes I ate glass yesterday at a brunch. Dragula! Oh my god, <laughs> Dulé Brothers, put Desiree Dick on your fucking show already, please. It was oh fun. god, all right, Tasted well, like blood. Oh, well, it's time to see who has died. We're back to the Boulet's salon where Jade is tied to the barber chair. Um, the Boulet's and their matrix looks are ready to give jade a close shave almost a monster but it's a little time to take it off the top come on sweeney todd swing your razor high you get a little chop to the neck and jade is dead i don't know if they didn't have any more money in the budget or if they spent it all on the makeup of the other people that they had in this little scene i really wanted to see jade's head roll i wanted to see it fall off the head and just roll down the barbershop i wanted them to scalp her like head and then one of the belay brothers put it on yeah. Uh-huh. And then they take a selfie. <laughs> That's camp. I love it. Camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got some burning questions to wrap this one up. Uh, what is Jade's legacy on Dragula? Um, I think the Colgen moment. That's the only probably thing because I don't know. I mean, I guess her bitchiness is basically her yeah, legacy. She had a really, really interesting journey. I will be excited to see how um the last supper goes with jade because i have a feeling they're going to be critiquing her a lot whether it's just the boules or everybody else in that room because she was safe a lot her her journey wasn't much about her performances it was about everything else she did on the show and that made it a really difficult arc for jade to showcase who she is and how she's grown um so i'll be really interested to see how they talk to Jade about her journey. Um, I want to see more out of Jade. I think she left with on a positive note. I think she made us think, okay, the Jade we saw on Drag Race is a different person. This is a new and improved Jade, and, and there's more to say. I mean, to be honest, though, like I was kind of surprised from what I said this season because when I went to the Hollywood Halloween ball in Boston, she was cussing fucking kiss like she was like off she was like blah 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 and hosting and i was just like what is happening is this the same person i saw on episode yeah. one so mm-hmm. i think she actually did go through a transition and i mean it's hard like you just came up from another reality show into another one at tv and reality tv they people will see you through that only line exactly. right so like now she's out maybe she'll have resurrection and then you know that's where they i can agree that's i think that you. i think that's the perfect place to bring her back Mm-hmm. Um, we are down to a final five. Who's going to be exterminated next? Um, you know, it, I think it was between Jade or Saboeto. Uh, yeah. Hello, uh, Jade. Yeah. Sorry, my, my phone almost turned up. Uh, Jade and Saboeto, I think, but yeah, I think that was it because the only thing people I, I mean, Ciro Weaver can go home too. I kind of was already, you know, but I don't know. My top so far is like Dolly Saint. And uh, Hoso. I, I think it is going to be Zavaleta next, and simply based on track record, because again, 
yeah, Saint has been in the bottom. Dolly has not, but it's also missed a week, so there's that. That's true. Hoso's miss has been in the bottom once. Sigourney twice. So I think with Zavaleta, she will be the one to go next. Um, but you know, I ask it every time after six episodes, the winner of the season is. I don't know. I don't know who my winner pick is now. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard, like seeing the whole season, but I don't know who the winner is. It's actually kind of a, a good season to know that it's like very confusing about it can go either way. It could yeah. be they can they can crown the next Korean or the mm-hmm. first Ava performer or, you know, they can go with Saint and have like a double winner because I don't know mm-hmm. if there's been done that before. Not on this show. And then and then you got Dolly who could who could end up winning. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. You know how we do it. We do little mini extermination challenges, kind of like a truth or dare. Um, this is going to be a truth and dare. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. Ready, ready, spaghetti. So I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to have to reveal the T. Now, when you think of the word and the creature cockroach, what do you think of? I think of Baltimore rats. Well... The question for you is who is the biggest cockroach in the D in D V in the DMV drag scene? Section eight, my sis, my good Judy, bitch. You'll find her anywhere under the bus, Walmart, behind McDonald's. That bitch is crazy. There it is. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo and any projects you got coming up? Um, well, of course you can find me at Desiree Dick 69, that's D-E-S-I-R-E-E-D-I-K 69, all, all platforms, TikTok, everything, all that fucking shit, Christian Mingle, all of it. And then you can find me at River Brewing doing a bunch of shows. And then I'm also doing a lot of shows in the DMV. I'm everywhere, bitch. Just go follow me. Uh, don't follow my porn Twitter. So yeah. Desiree, it's always a pleasure having you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm always excited to do the podcast. I love hearing your sexy voice. The biggest thanks to Desiree for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs> <laughs>